Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Good to see you. I love doing this. I love being here. I love being called to help take care of you spiritually and to love you. I love being called to be your pastor. I love being able to share the word of truth with you. So just remember, the reminder is first fruits. Say, man, what is that? That's our biggest and best offering of the year. You always got to give tithe and offering you do so you can be blessed. My wife and I are a tremendous and amazing testimony of God just blessing us and blessing us and blessing us. I re- My dad has asked over the, over the last couple months, said, you know who God is in all these ways, but when did you receive him as such? Right? When did you receive him as, the, as your savior? But then there's another time you received him as your healer and another time you received him as your provider or your blessor. And I know that when I got married, man, something supernatural came and we believed a prophecy at that time and we were getting a miracle a month. We've seen financial miracles. We've seen other miracles. God's always taken care of us and it's amazing. So get your first fruits offering ready for next Sunday. And here's how it's going to go down. Wednesday night, we do not officially begin our conference the English. But we will have Angel Madera here teaching the word on Wednesday night. We're going to have, to my understanding, we're going to have the full worship band here on Wednesday night. So it's going to be a fun service. And Angel Madera is also going to start off the Spanish conference that same Wednesday night. The Spanish conference will, be, will begin. And then the English conference will begin officially Friday night. So you don't want to miss Wednesday or Friday or Saturday or Sunday. All right. So here's my question today. How good is God? Somebody say real good. That's something my mom used to say. Folks would say, hey, how are you doing? And she'd say, real good. Real good. God is real good. God is amazingly good. Why? Well, he gives us some of these things. Check this out. How good is God? Well, he gives us. Can you put that on the screen? He gives us. Number one today, I've talked about this a lot this past year, the past two years probably. But hope. I'm getting a new revelation about hope. And one thing is, and we've known this, but it's good to repeat it. That without hope, you can't have faith. Hope is, man, something good could happen. I remember being a kid, man, I was one of those, an optimist. I thought I may wake up and find a million dollars today. And I don't know how that would have worked exactly. I mean, what, do you find a suitcase or do you find a check with your name on it? I don't know, but I just thought I just may wake up and find something great is going to happen today. That's hope. That's excitement. Hope helps us to see that God is good. It's interesting. God's good, so he gives us hope, and hope takes us back to the original reference point, which is God. God says, here's hope. Hope says, God is good. Hope says, something great is about to happen. Something good is going to happen. Let's go to Romans 5.3. Romans 5.3. We can rejoice too. Wait, what? When we run into problems and trials. Pastor Matt, how on earth am I going to rejoice when things are wacky? When things are looking crazy, when things just aren't right, when I don't feel right. You ever just felt off? You were irritable or you didn't get your, who knows, we were talking about this before church, your coffee, or you didn't get your energy drink, right? Or you didn't get your protein drink, or you didn't have your tortillas in the morning, or your biscuits, I don't know. But you just felt off. And then you ran into problems. And you've had one of those days before, I know you have, everybody has, like, what is going on today? 
Maybe the dog got out of the yard. Maybe the mail was taken to someone else. You're waiting for the check. Just crazy stuff happening. You say, man, what's going on here? I'm struggling in this area. Well, Scripture says you can rejoice too when you run into problems and trials. Why? Because we know that they help us develop what? Endurance. And boy, it was so quiet at 300 East Marlin. Endurance or patience develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. Look at the rest here. And this hope will not lead us to disappointment or shame. For we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. My mom, she's coming up this morning. She loved quoting this verse. Dad, you remember this? The hope that maketh not ashamed. Mom was just, she'd quote those few verses. You remember, Sister Rose, she loved that. She loved that text. Let's go to 1 Peter 5.10. In his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. Now look as it continues. So after, anybody in here ever suffered? Anybody, okay, how about this? Anybody in here ever had a bad tooth? Oh, man. You, you think you're dying when you have a bad tooth. Are y'all with me? I remember the summer before my 12th grade year, I got my, my wisdom teeth were coming in. I guess I needed wisdom at that time. I really did. My wisdom teeth were coming in. All four of them were pushing in, and one caused an ear infection because it was messing with that nerve. And, oh, man, I felt it felt like the end of the world. I had headaches, and I think I had migraines. I was dizzy. I just felt awful. Somebody told me one time when I was going through that, it was a couple weeks of that. Somebody goes, man, you just, you just, had a, you just have a bad attitude. So I, told me, I said, man, you'd have a bad attitude too if you felt like this. So you've suffered, haven't you? You've gone through some stuff. You say, well, there's different levels of suffering. But look at this verse here. After you have suffered a little while, he will restore. Somebody say restore. That means he puts it back and better than before. You ever seen a vehicle that was restored? I don't know about y'all, but I'm a fan of some of those restored vehicles, and they look so original, but they look better than the original looked. They're so nice and so good, and you're like, that ride was sweet in the 50s, but boy, when they redid that Chevy, it looks really good now. Special customized seats. It's been restored. It's been put back to new and better. He will restore after you've suffered a little while. He'll support, and he'll strengthen you, and he will place you on a firm foundation. After you've suffered a while, all power to him forever. Isn't that hopeful? God gives hope. He gives hope. I like this second point. God gives second chances. I don't know about you, but I've probably had second chances to the power of 800. Millions of chances, it feels like. The simplest way to say is second chances. I don't know if anyone in here knows the story of Abraham Lincoln. For a while there, it was real popular to talk about Abraham Lincoln's story because he failed so many times before he became president. Did you know Abraham Lincoln, he lost eight elections? Eight. After one or two or three elections, I'd have been saying, glory to God, I'm not called to be elected. <laughs> he failed twice in business. He fell real ill. He failed, he failed, he failed, he failed, and then he became arguably the greatest president we ever had. God used him to hold the nation together during a time of tribulation like this nation has never seen. A war against itself, the Civil War. 
He was God-fearing, he loved God, he read his Bible, and he prayed. And that man had a life of second chances. Why can't you? I heard a preacher up in here one time, and it was funny because Dad had been talking about, man, the building's debt-free. This was 20 years ago. The building's debt-free, and that guy came in here, and he preached. He was an old friend of Dad's, and he said, God, if you'll do it for him, you'll do it for me, and it don't matter that we're a different color, God. He was praying like that because he came back later and told us. He preached about it. And he said, God, I, I have the same rights and privileges he does, and why is he debt-free and we're not debt-free at our church? And then God blessed him, and he got debt-free. But here's my point. If God can do stuff for Abraham Lincoln and for different people in here and for me or for you or somebody else you've met or heard of on TV, you say, wow, Joyce Meyer has had a real charmed life. No, her life wasn't very charmed. Her daddy abused her sexually for years. And she forgave him. And her daddy, when he was dying, is this correct? She brought him into her house with her husband, and they cared for him till his death. And I believe he got to know the Lord. And she had lots of problems. You would never know if you heard her speak now. She's in her 70s now. She speaks like Jesus is standing next to her, whispering in her ear with that gruff voice. And she makes me laugh. She's talking about, oh, i got to be an example of the whole world. Just made me laugh. Just, just funny, man. But she can preach the word and teach, and she's been through some stuff, and she's had all kinds of second chances. Second chances is my simplified way of saying God's mercy over and over and over again. And I think that ties into point one, because when I get second chances, I've always felt hopeful. Second chances are you can start over again. Say, man, I'm going to start. God is good. I... I uh, Somebody in here, you need to hear this. You will win again. You will win again. Somebody look at me like I'm crazy right now, but you, re you repeat it. Say, I will win again. Say, I will win again. Say it. Say, I will win again. Uh-huh. Sometimes You ever been through a season, you're like, man, I just need a win. I just need, man, this has been tough. We've been there. We've been there. Second chances. God is good. I remember my brother, he was undefeated in elections for the longest. Everybody he'd help. Jonathan, I, I watched him. I was like, John, man, you're like the golden child, man. You help people with elections, and they get elected. You're blessed. And then John got elected. God just blessed him. He crushed the competition, and he, God got him elected. Was that 2008? And then he felt led to run for county at that time. Well, God allowed him to run, and Jonathan says, I don't know why the Lord had me run. I felt called to run. Well, he ran against like a legend, Ron Black. John makes jokes about it. Former coach here in town. Everybody loved him, knew everybody. Just a great guy. They're good friends now. But John had to run against Ron Black, and I helped John. I, I, I hit the streets with John, and I remember I was hopeful, and we were hopeful. But man, I, I didn't know exactly how I could help John that night when he lost the election. And if you've never been through something like that, you won't know exactly how it feels but John was just like, oh, he just felt so awful when he lost that election in 2010. But God began to give him hope. I believe not long after he ran and he was, he was beaten out for the, for the nomination, or was it the full election? Was it just the nomination? It was the primary, but you had Ron Black running in the primary. Right after that, John said, I have hope. So uh, he said, I'm going to go ask Valeria on a date for the first time. <laughs> right? Right after that, wasn't it? John said, it's time. I'm going to get serious about this. I feel led. And John moved on to the next thing. And then God gave John another chance. John was reelected for 
city office, and then he felt led and went on, and then he was, re- he was elected for county. And I'm going to tell you right now, you just, John ain't going to want me to say this, but you don't want to run against him in an election. He will outrun you. He will out-talk you. He will out-campaign you. He will out Uh, He will out-radio you. Is that a verb? He will just out you. Outdo you. I mean, I I wouldn't want to run against him. But I tell you right now, I'm always reminded of the second chances, even in all of our lives, but even in John's life. He got to run and run and keep winning. And boy, it was a letdown to lose that. Now, now Now he just has a testimony. You will win again. I don't know who needs to hear this today. Oh, Lord, I love it when you do this. I don't know who needs to hear this today. But there are men in here who say, man, I've been waiting for the right woman. God's going to bring her. Men, if you already got a woman, that's the right woman. I don't have to be prophetic. That is God's will for your life now. She is. Love her. Help her. Bless her. All right. Women, you say, man, I've been waiting for the right man. He's on his way. I believe that. I don't know who that's for. I've been waiting for the right man. Once again, ladies, if you got a man, you're married, that is the right man. Somebody say amen. All right. That's the right man. Amen. Okay. So, but God is sending your man, your woman, all right, in Jesus' name. You will win again. How good is God? Man, he gives us, look at this. I love this one. He gives us, this is one of my favorites right here, each other. God gave me you. You don't even know the blessing you've been to my life. Man, God gave me a wonderful family. I, I just have a wonderful family, a baby sister who I treasure and love, and, and her husband, Ephraim, and my brother-in-law, and my, my brother, and my dad. And, but man, nobody means more to me than my wife, and God gave me my wife. But all, God also gave you to us and gave us to you. We've been through some hard times, even in this past year, past couple of years, and you've just been with us. You say, man, I, my grandma used to say, you know, mijo, times are hard. They were always hard. Well, guess what? There are afflictions, there are tough times and trials, but after you have suffered a little while, he will support you and bless you and restore you and set you on a firm foundation, right? And God uses us in each other's lives. Let's go to 1 John 1, 7. How good is God? Well, he... He gives us each other. If we are living in the light as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Man, fellowship with each other means camaraderie, time together, relationship. Let's go to Galatians 6.2. Share each other's burdens. Don't you dare try to do it alone. Is somebody here with me still? Don't you try to do it alone. Scripture says two are better than one. You share each other's burdens. And in this way, obey the law of Christ. Man, you're obeying Jesus by loving each other and helping each other with burdens. You ever notice how how different it is when you're... You ever been out in the wind, ladies or men? You're out in the wind and you're carrying stuff and you're trying to get to your car and you know that... How do I do this with the groceries? And then if I do this and that, and the wind's going to catch that door, especially in Hobbs, New Mexico, amen? The wind's going to catch that door and hit the Corvette next to me or whatever. You're like, man, I need help. And it's amazing when someone helps you, that simple move of, hey, I got that, a door, or helping you carry something, it really makes a difference, doesn't it? It makes a huge difference. 
I remember back in the gym. I haven't been in the gym in a while. We, I work out at home. But back in the gym, back in the day, I'd work out with Barry and Jonathan in the gym. And I remember it was amazing when we had someone to spot us. We'd get heavy weight, man. But it was amazing what you, you could do or thought you could do if someone was standing over you just to help you with that burden. It's amazing. Share each other's burdens. God gave us each other for a lot of reasons, and that's one of them. And in this way, obey the law of Christ. Let's go to this verse, Matthew 18, 20. For where two or three gather together as my followers, the Greek says, in my name. New Living Translation's good, but sometimes I don't like their, I don't like their uh, choice on some of the phrasing there. But look at this, for where two or three are gather, gather together as my followers, or in my name, I am there among them. Wow, you mean I hang out with other believers and Jesus shows up? His spirit shows up? Yeah. Your connect groups, when you meet and show up, the presence of Jesus is there just because you gathered in his name. Let's have a Bible study. Let's talk about Jesus tonight. Let's pray together tonight. That's powerful. So he gives us hope. He gives us second chances. He gives us each other. Look at number four today. I like this. He gives us a way out, somebody. Now, this does not mean a way out of all your responsibilities and stuff like that. Let me read this verse, what it does, does mean. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. Look at this. The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. You ever felt tempted? Speaking of temptations, you ever felt tempted to say, God, I'm the only one who's ever gone through this. I feel like this is only happening to me. I feel like why, 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 why? Well, the temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. And God is faithful. Why is he faithful? Look, he will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. And I believe, I want to add something there, more than you can stand with his help. Because on your own, Scripture explains Scripture. Jesus said, apart from me, you can do zero. Dad says, I like the old school phrase, he said, apart from me, you can do jack. <laughs> that means zero, nothing. Apart from Jesus, you can do nothing. But look at this. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. I've heard people over the years say, no, I had to give in to temptation. I had to. No, you don't have to. Jesus didn't, and I know everybody goes, well, he was Jesus. Well, what about all the people that have come before us, saints and believers, that were able to overcome in certain areas? God will always provide a way out. He is that good. He said, why did God allow this? I don't know. There's lots of reasons why God allows things. Sometimes we open the door to things. Sometimes you just did everything right and something came. It was an attack from the enemy. It was a temptation from the devil. It was an attack from your mind. It was something, an old weakness you struggle with. It was something. Who knows? You say, why did God allow it? Well, here's the deal. God allows things to improve you. We mentioned that verse earlier. After you have suffered a little while, he will restore you, right? Restoration means you're better than you were before. I went through some stuff, and it was, it was my mom fell real ill. She'd, she'd been falling ill in 2012. She'd battled with cancer for a while there. And 
2013, she really fell ill. June of 2013, mom and dad were in Austin, Texas together. She really fell ill. And I feel like from 2013 until the time of her death, you say, man, that's a long, that's five years. But on and off those five years, I feel like I really battled in many ways personally. That's me just being vulnerable with you this morning. And man, I, I don't know if it was like a post-trauma thing after mom and because mom, mom, my relationship with my mom changed. We stayed close. We loved each other, but some things changed. And just going through that, and then it's like later on as, as she got better and then she got worse again, we had to deal with that. So I feel like we were still dealing with what happened in 2013, or I speak for myself. And then, then she started falling ill again, maybe 2017, just pretty bad. And then so we were already like grieving her. We knew that if God didn't heal her, if he didn't completely heal her, she was going to go be with him. And man, through that season, it was about five years. Wow, almost five years to the week. That was such a battle. I was close to mom. I'm, I've always been close to dad, but you only get one mom. You know how that is. Biological or adoptive mom, either way, you get one mom usually. And man, I, I just, I don't know. I, I struggled through some stuff, but it's amazing. Looking back now, in hindsight, wow, God really worked on my character. God, he worked on my character. It's funny, you start thinking you're doing real good in some areas. Scripture says, you know, watch out, take heed lest you fall. You start thinking you're doing really good in some areas. Say, no, that's not a weakness for me. My wife and I joke around years ago. <laughs> look at this. Look at this dumb statement I made. Years ago, we were talking, and I told my wife, oh, yeah, pride, no, that's not something I struggle with. Or here's a good one. Hey, are you struggling with pride? No, I don't see that. Of course you don't see it. Pride is deceptive. Let's just be real. Everybody in this room struggles with pride somewhere at some time. Amen, somebody. Are you still with me? Everybody in this room. If you say you ain't got pride, you just lied. Everybody deals with it. Oh, I know better than that, or the pastor's crazy, or my wife's, she's silly, she don't know. And we all have the, I'm not going to listen, I know everything. No, you don't. No, you don't. Hear me well this morning. People who listen, even half listen to stuff, they, they spare themselves a lot of garbage over the years if they'll listen. I don't know who needs to hear that. I've diverged a little bit, but maybe that's a prophetic word of the Lord for you. You better learn to listen to people. You better learn to get over yourself and your ego. Your ego, your pride will destroy you according to Scripture. You know what Scripture says? I don't know who this is for. Scripture says God destroys the house of the proud. Does that mean he allows it to be destroyed? Take it how you want. That's what Scripture says. Scripture says he resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Can you imagine trying to go pray to God and he's resisting you the whole time? He's like, get out of here. You're bothering me. Uh-uh. I need God to be able to hear me. And I was, Lord, I, I, I don't even feel humble right now, but let me just fall flat on my face because I can't do it without you. I don't, I don't know how to humble myself. I'll just start by falling before you. You'll humble yourself. God will always show you a way out so that you can endure. Always. If you're trying to find a way out on your own, that's, that's, that's your own pride, that will wipe you out. I promise it will wipe you out. I've done it. I've been there. Simple things. Mom and dad told me growing up, some things I was good at listening to, other things I did not listen to, and they, you know what? They're the smartest people I ever met. They were right. 
kids think their parents are dumb when they're young. They say, they're amazing when you're little, and then you become a teenager, and they're like, well, they don't know anything. And then you're early 20s, and they're smart again, and then you get later in your 20s, and you're like, they don't know anything again. No, they knew stuff all along, and they were right. They didn't do it the same way. He said, they were old-fashioned. Old-fashioned's good. Old-fashioned's healthy. Old-fashioned is oatmeal. It keeps people alive. Old-fashioned is walking in the morning and praying and reading the Word. That keeps people alive. How good is God? He gives a way out. Many times a way out is humbling yourself. I'm telling you right now, folks, you say, man, he's, he's, Pastor Matt just knows my stuff. Someone told him, no, I'm preaching to myself right now. Man, I've, in some ways I've been just done great. In some ways I've been just proud and dumb before and didn't listen to people and didn't listen. And, and I'm going to tell you something right now. Prayerlessness, I'm messing up the quote, but prayerlessness, that's the most serious form of arrogance in saying you know more than God and you don't need him. That is the most serious form of pride to say I'm not going to pray. When you say I'm not going to pray, you're saying you don't need God's help. Don't, don't be there. Don't do that. Don't go there. Don't ever let it go there. Let's read that whole thing again. The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. Remember, pride says, man, no one's got it as bad as me. No one's ever been through this. No, Scripture says it's no different from what others experience. And God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation or the trial or the tribulation or whatever or the test even to be more than you can stand. But right here we're talking of temptation. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. You will win again. You're going to make it. You're going to make it. You're going to make it, somebody. Somebody say, I'm going to make it. Yeah, you're, you're, some of you are going through some stuff right now I have no clue about, but God knows all about it. I have no clue. But here's what you need to do, people of God, congregation, faithful congregation, Kingsgate Church here in Hobbs, New Mexico, don't make any more excuses. You say, man, I, I, this won't and that won't and this won't and that won't. When was the last time you really sought God in prayer? Basic stuff. We want a quick fix. I know. It's funny. People will come to you and say, man, I need help in this area. But at the same time, and I'm sure it's none of y'all, but I've experienced this over the years, and I've been this way before. It's like, yeah, I want help in that area, but I want it right now. I want you to fix it right now. Well, God says, come seek me, and I'll give you the answer. Come seek me. You'll go through this trial. I'll, I'll send my Holy Spirit just to be with you through this trial, and you'll get through it, and that won't even matter anymore, and you'll learn, and you'll grow, and you'll mature. You'll get better. You'll be on a firm foundation, and you'll be restored. But there's always a way out. Somebody say there's always a way out. Uh-huh. Somebody say it again. Say there's always a way out. Uh-huh. There's always a way out. Number five today. God gives us the privilege of giving. I could not have said it better, I promise you, than what Dad said earlier. I could not have said that better about first fruits. Dad's experience. He's a teacher. He's strong. He's experienced in that area. And Dad said it so well. And I just want to say to you, Dad was exactly right according to Scripture. That is powerful to be able to give to God. Did you know now that secular psychologists, you're going to like this, and I'll begin to wrap this up. Secular psychologists have now found that the joy of giving lasts way longer than the joy of getting. They did studies where people were given money every day, like five bucks a day, and they said, that's your money, you do what you want. Like salt it, pepper it, 
eat it, I mean, roll it up, smoke it, do whatever you want to do with it. I don't know if they told them that. I just wanted to make it interesting. Basically, though, they could get the money and give it away, spend it on themselves, tip, tip the barista at Starbucks, whatever. But they started this study, and they noticed that people were glad when they had money to spend, but the joy faded real quickly if they spent it on themselves. But they realized that those who gave, the joy, it stayed just about on an even level. It didn't fade much. The more people gave, the more they felt joyful and fulfilled. Repeated giving, they said, look at this. They they didn't even know the scripture. Repeated giving may continue to feel fresh and pleasurable the more that we do it. It's like something new every day. You're giving, you're giving. Folks that spent money on themselves, they had a steady decline in happiness. But the ones who gave, they didn't seem to show a decline in happiness. So joy from giving the fifth time in a row was almost, if not just as strong, almost as strong as it was when giving the first time. Isn't that interesting? Let's go to Acts 20.35. Scripture explains everything. Acts 20.35. Let's go on to the next part. Oh, verse 35. Verse 35. Acts 20.35. He's giving us up. He's basically saying, I didn't want what y'all had, and he's leading up to something. There you go. He said, I've been a constant example of how you can help those in need by working hard. But then look at this last part. You should remember the words of the Lord Jesus. It is more blessed to give than to receive. The Greek says it's better to give than to receive. I quoted that to y'all a couple months ago. I remember my parents used to tell me that. Hey, it's better to, to give than to receive. I was like, how? I was a kid. How is it better to give than to receive? Well, now I know. Now I know. You know what I wish? I wish I was bald because I gave my hair away to give someone a wig. You too, huh, Cruz? I know, I know. But I was irresponsible and I lost it. Somebody said, you lost your hair. I'm like, where did I misplace it? Like, what? You've been given the privilege of giving every single day people of God every day Jesus says it's more blessed to give than to receive find a way to give today you say man I don't have any money in my pocket give somebody a hug kiss somebody on their head shake their hand tell them I'm praying for you and mean it say let's pray now speak a blessing over someone speak well to them be kind to someone you know there's homeless in town now have you noticed Hook them up with something. Some of them say, no, thank you. That's fine. But hook them up with something. Say, man, I want to give them money. They're going to go drink it up or smoke it up. I don't know what they're going to do. Then give them a Gatorade. It's hard to resell a Gatorade for drug money. Hey, man, I I need to get a hit. Can I trade a Gatorade? like, no. Wait, is it grape? You know, no. Give to somebody, man. Fierce grape. I don't know the flavors anymore. Give, man, give every man. We've been we've been clearing out some stuff at our house. I think I mentioned this recently. And I books and different things and giving stuff away. And I'm like, it's we like that, but it's just there and it's in the way. Let's just, just give to let's sow, man. And there's nothing like giving. Y'all know, those of you who are givers, I believe everybody in here is a giver. You've experienced that rush of joy and excitement when you gave, especially when it hurt. You're like, 
I love this thing, but it's just there. Take it. You use it. Praise God. Nothing like that. How good is God? He gives us hope. He gives us second chances. He gives us each other and a way out and the privilege of giving. Man, you feel the joy when you give. You experience the harvest and you see God work. Bow your heads and close your eyes today in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord God. We praise you today, Father. You are faithful, holy God. Is there anybody in this house at the sound of my voice who says, Pastor Matt, I want to get to know the goodness of God. I have never accepted Jesus and made him my Lord and Savior. I've never done it before in a public setting. I've never confessed Jesus as my Savior. If that is you and you say, I want to get right with God, I've never confessed Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I want to make sure I go to heaven one day, but I have a victorious life with the Lord as well on this earth. Would you raise your hand, please? Thank you, Jesus. Few hands. All right, several. Let's pray together. Agree with me today in prayer, but repeat. Everybody in the house, repeat this prayer with me today. This is for everybody. Repeat this prayer. Say, Heavenly Father, I need you, Lord. I need you now more than ever. I can't make it without you. Strengthen me and help me to serve you. I confess Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Jesus, be Lord of my life. I believe you died and rose again so that I could be saved from myself, from sin, and from hell itself. I am saved by faith in Jesus, and I believe in Jesus' name.